Well, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to uh, be talking about the gift of prophecy today. How many guys ready to prophesy? Well, you're all going to do it by the end of the service, okay? So I'll show you how. Yeah, we just did, yeah, and I just prophesied that. But anyway, um, prophecy is so important. Now, we've been on a series, 1 Corinthians, and now we're on a part where Paul is talking to the Corinthians about the gifts of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit indwelling. And it's an important part um, because here, remember, now Corinthians is a messed up church. Um, but Paul said, you're, you're messed up, you're screwed up, but you don't lack any good gift, any spiritual gifts. I mean, they're not lacking spiritual gifts. Their spiritual gifts are running. But how they're using spiritual gifts sometimes can um, be um, offensive and hurtful. And so, um, so Paul's kind of giving some direction on the spiritual gifts. He's, he's listing nine spiritual gifts here in chapter 12. He doesn't list probably all of them, but these are the nine main ones he's listing. And, uh, and so we're going to go through some of these uh, coming up. I'm going to do prophecy now, and then after the uh, uh, Crazy Faith series, we're going to be going into uh, gifts of tongues and interpretation of tongues, and then we're uh, going to go on maybe a few other ones um, uh, during that time. But that's going to be a little gift of healing is going to go on. We're going to talk about that. And, uh, and so we'll just, I'm excited about those. But prophecy is an important part. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he talks about here that we should prophesy, that we earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit, but that we should especially prophesy, that he wants us to pro- prophesy. But I think we don't understand what prophecy is. And so I want to give us um, an understanding of what prophecy is and that I believe that every believer in some way and sometime, as the Holy Spirit leads, should be able to prophesy. And I think, in fact, I'm beginning to believe more than any, any other time that every message that's even spoken on, to a group of people like this should have some kind of prophetic message in it in some way. And uh, because of the, of, the, of the times we live in. But Paul talks to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. He says, there, keep, your, keep, keep it there in 1 Corinthians 12. We'll come back. But 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. He says something very powerful that I hardly ever noticed before. Um, but I want to show you something here. He says, Timothy, my son. Now, Timothy was a young minister and uh, uh, who Paul had discipled, okay? So he, in fact, in, in, in Timothy, he calls him, this is my true son. This is not a fake son. This is, this is my true son. He listens to me, right? Right? True sons listen. Where's my son at? I'm not sure where he's at in here, but my, true sons listen to their father, right? Anyway, Timothy, my son, I am, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you. So apparently, there were some prophetic things that somebody, whether it's Paul or somebody else around Timothy, had made about Timothy, had given him a prophetic word about something. Now look what he says here. I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, recalling the prophecies, you may fight the battle well. Listen. I believe every one of these gifts are important. What are they for? For the good of the church, right? For the building up and equipping of the body of Christ. And so they're good. But prophecies, Paul says here, 
is going to help you fight the battle. How many have ever been in a battle spiritually before? Raise your hand, everyone in here. If you're a believer, listen, you've been in some kind of spiritual battle because the enemy hates you. So the prophetic word, prophecies, are important in our lives for to help us win the battle. So he says, he says, he says, I want you to, to remember these prophecies so that by recalling them that you might fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. That the prophetic word will help you if you remember it because the word, the prof- a prophecy is a word from the Lord to you. And it is a live word. One word. These prophetic words, and we're going to talk about what they are and how they line up with the Word of God. But these words can change your life. One prophetic word. One word from God. If you believe it and you receive it, you recall it. That's what he's telling them. Recall these words because faith comes by hearing what? The Word of the Lord. Now when, this, when, that was, when Paul spoke that word out of Romans... The Bible wasn't around. They didn't have the Bible like we do today. He is talking about not the Old Testament, but he's talking about the Holy Spirit speaking words to you and even through you. This is a very important part. That's why Paul said, especially that you may prophesy. Prophetic words are one of the most, the easiest way to help encourage and build somebody up. And I talked about that last week, about how my dad has prophetic words a lot. And he has given prophetic words. Wendy uh, and Joseph, they are actually here at Cornerstone because of a prophetic word from my father. My father has, and I talked about that, that, that motorcycle guy that I thought was going to beat up my dad when he was given that word and everything like that, because I saw my dad talking to him like this, you know. My dad's short, he's 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, and that guy was probably 6'2", and I'm thinking I'm going to have to go some nunchucks with my canes or something and, and go over to him, but, but that guy started crying and weeping because of a word from the Lord. My, my sister, my twin sister is here. Dawn, won't you stand up? You, you're going to hate me for this. This is my twin sister, Dawn, Sonia Dawn. I know, she's not as pretty as I am, but you know. Um, uh, and this is her husband, Kirk. Kirk, you can stand up too. That, that's, that, uh, they're in Dallas. They know, they see my father do that, I'm sure. And um, that is a, a, a prophetic word. It's so important. So I was in... Um, California back in January of this year and Lisa and I were at a conference and but we went to a local church there for Sunday morning and uh, after service was over with I'm I don't know where Lisa's at she's she's gone somewhere and uh, and so I'm, I'm coming outside and I'm going going to go into the cafe because there's coffee and food that's where I'm going and and so this um, one of the ushers, they're, they're having another service come in, and one of the ushers was there, and he doesn't know me from Adam, and he gives me a word. He says, he says, sir, can I have a word for you? And I don't, I have never, never met this guy. This guy doesn't know me. This guy doesn't know who I am or anything like that. And he, he says, can I give you that word? And I said, sure. And this is the word he gave, he gave me. He says, I see that you are a team player in the body of Christ. You are a quarterback. He called me, he, 
He called me Mahomes. I, I, I thought I heard that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay, we know in part and prophesy in part. But anyway, um, you are a quarterback, and the Lord has this next play, and you're going to pass it, and he has people who are going to be able to catch it. Oh, and you, you guys don't know, I gave a word that Sunday before that uh, God's breaking the mold. And that's when we decided to go to one service and do an, our first service as an equipping service that we're supposed to make disciples. And so that was a word right after that that the Lord gave me and encouraged me and said, yeah, we we're right on the right track. See, God has something for us. And, and uh, prophetic words are so important. And so Paul says, pursue prophecy. Why does he say pursue prophecy? Because it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a tool, it's a gift that can encourage the body of Christ. And all of us, I believe, can have this gift. In Revelation chapter 19, uh, 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 it says that, that the testimony of Jesus is actually the spirit of prophecy. There's something powerful about prophecy. The Holy Spirit can give people direct guidance from God on everything, from their, your marriage, your children, your job, if we learn how to hear it. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through 11, our, our text talks about variety of gifts. We talked about that last week, service and activities. But we see these nine gifts listed. And Paul says one of these gifts are prophecy. And so this message, I want to I do something here. I want to help you understand as, as, as simple as possible to understand what prophecy is and how we can operate in it and give us some guidelines on how to operate in prophecy um, so we can desire this gift and pursue this gift. You know, 1 Corinthians 12, 31 says, but earnestly desire the higher gifts. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Verse 5 says, Now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophecy. Prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets, so that the church may be what? Built up. So prophecy is building up the church. For 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 39. So my brothers earnestly desire to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. And so, well, he's saying this because the, the reason they were using tongues was a, a wrong reason. We'll get into that in, in about six weeks here. But, but he was wanting them to prophesy. You know, it's difficult and almost impossible to desire and pursue something we don't understand. And so I want to bring some understanding in what prophecy is because we might, we might not understand it. And maybe some of us have even drifted away from it. But we need to be passionate about the things of God again. We need to be passionate about the gifts of God again. And we need to start operating in the gifts of God. You can operate in the gifts of God. That's why we need to pursue spiritual gifts, just like Paul said, but especially that we would prophesy. Because we need to be believers who are filled with the Spirit every single day. And we need this every single day. Just like Jesus said in Acts chapter 1-8. He says that this is power that you're going to endure. You're going to be filled in, empowered in from on high. This, that word empowered is, is a word dunamis. That means power to live. 
power to, to be, power to become who Christ wants you to become, his witnesses here on this earth. The Holy Spirit is given to you and I, not just to, just to dwell in you and not do anything. He's given to us so we can be empowered to be like Jesus to this dying world out there and to be a light to them, but also to be an encouragement, to be empowered to help others in our midst, in the family of God. And so his infilling comes with giftings, and we need to use those giftings. In fact, it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility personally to fan that spiritual flame. Every single one of us to do it and to be looking at it. So what is prophecy? Let me give you a couple definitions here. One comes out of Wayne, Wayne Gruden's uh, systematic theology. And he says this. It's very simple. Telling something that God has spontaneously bought, brought to mind. What has God brought to your mind? That's a prophetic word. It's very simple. It's something that God has spontaneously brought to your mind. It could be for you. It could be for somebody else. But the Holy Spirit's quickened in you about that. Sam Storms, in, the, in his book, The Beginner Guide to Spiritual Gifts, says this, Prophecy is the human report of divine revelation. And every single one of us should have divine revelation from the Holy Spirit. Not just in his word, but maybe for somebody else. And see, God is a supernatural God. And he wants to do supernatural things in us, but also through us. And so it's telling something that God has spontaneously brought to mind. is a human report of divine revelation. A report of revelation in human words. For the edification of the church or the individual subject. That's what prophecy is. Prophecy may include foreknowledge. It may talk about the future, but that's not a necessity. We think that's all it is, but that's not a necessity. Prophecy is meant for the common good of the church body. It's an equipping part. It's an encouraging part. It's something that you could say, God told me that to tell you that he loves you. That's a prophetic word. And we need to be obedient to those simple prophetic words that come from the Holy Spirit in our lives. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their building up encouragement and consolation, or their comfort. Their comfort. They're, they're building up. When that guy gave me that word, man, I, man my, my, I, I had a smile on my face. I mean, it was encouraging. I knew that this was a word from the Lord. God had already been dealing with me about that. I've already talked to you about some things. And I knew that's what was going to happen. I'm going to be the Mahomes in church. Amen. <laughs> Prophecy also has an evangelistic effect. So the scripture teaches that the secrets of a sinner's heart may be exposed by prophecy. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 24, Paul says this, But if all prophesy, and an unbeliever or an outside enters, he is convicted by all, he is called to account by all, the secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. We've had that before. 
There was a time here I, I felt like someone couldn't pay their car payment. You guys remember that? And, uh, and I said, who is that? And it took a little while for someone to raise their hand, and there was a visitor here that didn't know the Lord. And I, he rose his hand, and I gave him a prophetic word. And then what did I do? I asked, okay, I need people to go up and pay his car payment. And, and he got way more than enough. And you guys are a blessing, amen? You guys are always a blessing. See, that prophetic word changed his life, and he gave his life to the Lord that day. A prophetic word can be an evangelistic thrust. You could be sitting at the gas station just pumping your gas, and the Lord gives you, gives you a word for the person next, that, right over there. And all you have to say is go up to them and say, hey, the Lord told me something, and just say it. They're still pumping their gas. They're not running away. <laughs> What's the worst thing can happen? You're wrong. You've been wrong before, and it hasn't stopped you yet. <laughs> so might as well step out in faith and give the word of the Lord and start learning that. It can be an evangelistic thrust. I've done that so many times where I've had a word for somebody, and they said, how did you know that? Or they start crying because something I'm, I'm, telling, I'm just saying something that's comforting and that's helping them. And God just really does something in that midst. The simplicity. So what's so controversial about this gift? Why is prophecy controversial? In fact, I think it's sometimes more controversial than speaking in tongues. And here's the reason why. One short reason. Prophecy makes the claim that God speaks to his people now. And that idea is threatening and uncomfortable. And this is the reason why. People don't really believe God is real. Christians sometimes don't really believe God is real. Because if we really believe God is real, we would take his word and do it. He is real. And he speaks today. That's why the prophetic voice it's controversial, but it's powerful. And the reason it's powerful, because it shows that God is real. It's one of the most powerful things that you and I, that's why Paul says, especially that you prophesy. A.W. Tozer wrote this in his book, The Pursuit of God. He said this, we believe that self-expression is inerrant in the Godhead. That God is forever seeking to speak himself out to his creation. The whole Bible supports the idea, idea. God is speaking. Not God spoke. But God is speaking. He is by his nature continuing. To articulate his words. He fills the world with his speaking voice. That voice which anodates the Bible by countless generations. That voice which has not been silent since the dawn of creation, but is sounding still throughout the full reaches of the universe. That God is here and that he is speaking. These truths are back of all Bible truths. Without them, there could be no revelation at all. God is speaking and he speaks today. He is alive today. And he has a word for you today. He has a word for somebody else for you to give today. 
And you need to listen to that word. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit. And you need to be indwelled with the Holy Spirit and to prophesy. So let me give you some guidance on that. Is prophecy the same as Scripture? By no means. The Scriptures are our final rule and guide for doctrine, life, and practice. Remember, we prophesy in part. The Scriptures are not in part. The Scriptures are full. So prophecy will never go against the Word of God. But we should prophesy. It's important. 1 Corinthians 13, 9, before we know in part, but we prophesy in part. You know what really that really means? We know in part the Bible, and prophecy gives it legs. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean you're without. Because Paul also says in 2 Corinthians that we have the mind of Christ. So when we have the Word of God and we have the Holy Spirit speaking, both of them together make an explosive force for the Lord. We know in part and we prophesy in part, but both of them come complete to the end if they are completely there. Scriptures may not be contradicted. They are full, but prophetic word gives legs to the Scriptures. It's orderly. It's also evaluated and judged. Prophecy must be evaluated and judged. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19 says this, Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. But test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Everything should be tested. It's okay. And it's okay to make a mistake in it. It's okay for that to happen. And a lot of times when I give a word and I give a prophetic word, I would ask him, does that mean anything to you? And if it doesn't, I said, okay. I might have missed it. Or it might not be yet. Just put it on the shelf. It might be for something else. I may have missed it too. I am not perfect. And don't look at me like that. You're not either. (laughs) Right? But it doesn't stop us from doing it. He says, do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecy. But test everything. Hold fast to what is good. So there could be some things that somebody gives you or you hear that part of it's God and part of it may be you or part of it may be them. Take what is good out of it and, and be encouraged and be equipped with it. So prophecy is important. So what do you need to do? Wait on the Lord. Ask the Lord for a word. It comes often by an impression. It could be an audible voice. I've never personally heard an audible voice. I know some people that have. But it could be impression on your heart. It could be something that God drops into your spirit. It could be a word, whatever it is in your your mind. But it could be. Test it by the word of God and see what happens. Because it is designed by God for use in the local church. And it begins from that revelation of God as you are in the Word of God. Now listen, if you're never in the Word of God, trust me, you're going to be flaky with it. You need to be a man and woman in the Word of God. Once you're in the Word of God, God's going to... Because it's that power that's in you. What you put in, God can work with. Amen? And it begins with that revelation. And you've got to understand that God wants to use you. He wants to use you. Our reception may be imperfect. Our words may be imperfect. But listen, step out in faith and start working at it and doing it. And the more you do it, the more God's going to use you in it. Because God gives grace. He gives mercy. 
do it. A lot of times when I was, a um, number of years ago, I used to travel a lot. And I traveled overseas and everything. And I would go speak and do leadership conferences. And, and one of the things I always loved to do was whenever I was speaking and doing this conference, at the end, I would, I would, uh, I would start doing prophetic, give prophetic words. And so I would, I would say something to somebody or I would, I would ask the Lord. I'd be praying beforehand to give me words for, the, for people. And God would say, hey, there's someone going to be there in, a, in, a, in a, um, a blue suit. And I'm thinking, man, a blue suit, really? And so I'd write it down and and uh, sure enough, someone's there in a the blue suit. I say, hey, sir, in the blue suit, I've got a word for you. Um, black is better. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. And I would give a word. God would give me words for people. And I would do that. And you would see faith rise up. Prophecy is so important. And, and the more I did it, the better at it I got. There would be sometimes I, it wouldn't, no one would stand up for something I would have or or a word of knowledge, or a word of wisdom, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but, but I would just step out in faith. Sometimes I'd come to the service, and I, I don't, God hadn't said anything to me, and, and I've already told people, I'm going to prophesy over you today. And they get there, and, and I'll just look around and says, help me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the Lord would start saying something to me. And I would just act in faith. There's a prophetic word. And it doesn't have to be done on stage. In fact, most of it's not going to be done on stage. It's going to be done one-on-one in small groups. And it's usually a brief thought. It's not a scripted statement. It usually is an impression in your heart. And it's something that God wants to speak to your heart that needs to be spoken to somebody else. Sometimes it's just for you. You need to be, learn to be the prophet of your own life. Right? And it's important because what's going to happen is those prophetic words are not only for the person, but usually guess what happens when they're given? Jesus is exalted and worshipped. Jesus is exalted and worshipped. Now here, let me give you some guidelines. Number one, the written word of God is above all gifts, including prophecy. So if someone comes to you and, and, and it's contrary to the word of God, then it's not, it's not for you, right? It's wrong. Number two, Jesus Christ is above all personalities and gifts, right? We don't seek a person. We seek, the, we seek Jesus, right? We don't seek the gifts. We seek Jesus, right? Because I, I know there used to be, if you ever had a prophet in town and prophet come and speak, and you get a bunch of people here because everybody wants a word, you know. Learn to be a prophet of your own life first before you look for someone else to give you a word. So Jesus Christ, seek him. Number three, the leadership of the local church is responsible and should be respected. And what I mean by that, when a word is given up on this stage, we have to judge it. And so we, that's why we, all, we always have asked, um, you come to me or you come to one of the elders and we'll judge the word. And sometimes we may not feel like it. Sometimes, and it's not disrespecting you. It's not anything like that. Sometimes we just said not now. It may be a timing issue. It may be a, a one-person issue. One, what we're looking for for words that are on the stage usually is for everyone as much as possible, right? And so sometimes so you have to just respect that. 
And so feel free, come up uh, to us and, uh, and feel free uh, uh, to give us the word. Now, there are t- going to be times that if you're not a member of the Cornerstone Church, we're not going to let you up on the stage. Okay? What we will do, though, if we feel like it's a word, we'll give the word ourselves from you. Okay? And the reason is we don't know you. You could be somebody out there, and we just don't know you yet, okay? Become a member and, and get to know us, and we'll, we'll get to know you and everything else, and we can vet you. If we put you on the stage, we know that you will respect us, and if you do say something wrong, because this is what happens a lot of times. I've done it. Everybody does it. We have a word from the Lord, and it's usually that short word, but we get up on stage, and we start talking about it, and we speak that word, but maybe we don't see the response, or maybe we just decide, God, you need a little help, and we give them a little bit more word, okay? Right? And sometimes that can go off, okay? So anybody who comes on the stage, we know that they would respect us enough that we, say, we, can, we can take them aside and say, hey, that wasn't right, okay? Isn't that cool? And so, so the leadership of the local church needs to be respected. And don't assume that just because you receive a revelation that you have permission from the Lord to give it. Right? Sometimes that's just for you to pray about. Sometimes it's just for you. Sometimes it, it's not the timing. So it's not because you always have a word for, for everybody. It may, you may have a word for somebody, but it may not be for you to give it. Maybe it's for you to intercede. So that becomes with maturity and, and learning about that and asking the Lord, should I give it or should I not, okay? So some words may not, don't need to be given. And always give prophetic words with humility. Like, I believe this is from the Lord. Not going up to him, I know this is from the Lord, right? No, no. You, you, we know in part. And sometimes we just mess up. Somebody was uh, some coming to me and says, Sean, I knew the Lord told me to do this, and, and they did this and this and this, and it just didn't happen. And they started to blame God, that God wasn't faithful. And I says, no, you were just wrong. <laughs> God is faithful. He is always faithful. But we don't always hear correctly. And we don't always do everything correctly, right? And we don't always obey correctly. Remember, you're not perfect. He is. And so if something doesn't go right that the Lord's told you to do or something, don't look at him. Look at you. What did I do wrong? What steps did I not take? Because it's probably you. So always give words with humility that I, I'm humble. I'm, it's not about you. It's about God using you to give that word. It's not about you at all. And once you have delivered the prophetic word, your job is over except to pray. You just give the word. And that word is always encouraging, uplifting. It's never to put down somebody. It's never to do that. It's never never to do that. In fact, the only corrective words given on this stage will be done by me. Because you know why? I love you. And you know it. I give my life to you. And if I have a corrective word, you know you're going to get it out of love, not out of condemnation or anything else. 
So any word that God gives you, a prophetic word, is going to help to uplift. Now, there's things of confronting people. That's not a prophetic word. That's, you're seeing them do something wrong, and you're saying, hey, I'm your brother in the Lord. I'm your sister in the Lord. I'm going to come up and talk to you about that. That's not a prophetic word. Don't make it super spiritual. If you see someone sinning, it's just you go and do your job as a believer to say, hey, I want to talk to you for a minute. Right? But prophetic words are always encouraging and uplifting for the greater good. Amen? Never trust a negative impression. Especially when you're angry or jealous about somebody. Now look at me. You can have really good words for somebody you don't like. Right? You know, if you're jealous about what they have, you have a word. Oh, they're not of God. You can get some good words. And that is wrong. In fact, that is of the devil to do that. That's of the devil. When I, when I, uh, I see another church get blessed, I mean, jealousy, don't, look at me, jealousy can rise up in my heart. And I just want to say, well, they're just probably doing something wrong. They're, 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 they're probably fake. You know, those are the words that, I'm just being honest with you, okay? Because, you know, you do it too, right? You do it with other people. Jealousy is, is, is of the enemy. And it's meant to tear down and destroy. In fact, when you are jealous and act on jealousy, um, you are acting in the spirit of the Antichrist. And so when that thing comes up in me, and I see another church being blessed and everything, and, and I'm thinking, I, I have these things come in me, you know what I have to do? I have to cast those things down and repent and say, I am not going to, and I have to go and bless that church. I'll get in my car, and I'll drive in their parking lot, and I'll pray over that church, and I'll pray blessing over that church. In fact, and if I know the pastor well, I'll go into him, and I'll, I'll repent. I'll tell him, listen, this word started coming up in me, so there must be something good in you, and I need to bless you right now. In fact, you need to do that with people. If there's jealousy that's coming up with you with somebody else, don't go get a word from the Lord. You already have a word from the Lord. Bless them. Amen? Bless them. So beware of that happening in your life. Never trust a negative impression about somebody whom you are angry with or have jealousy about. Desire to be faithful. And not awesome. Just be faithful. Give the word. And go on. And number seven. Humble yourself and admit mistakes. You know, in order to grow, we make mistakes. But you got to recognize them. And realize that you made a mistake and move on. And say, God, I'm sorry about that. And whoever I did it to, I'm sorry. And humble yourself. And ask for forgiveness and move on. And if you do that, the Lord can use you in a mighty way prophetically in your life. Use prophecy to lift up. Not to manipulate doctrine, not to manipulate people, 
right? If you're single in here, don't go prophesy someone to be your wife or your husband. <laughs> right? If you're wanting that new car, don't go prophesy money for some, from somebody. It happens. Use prophecy as the Spirit leads you to do it. Be submissive and resist the pressure to make something up. Just do it. See, the Lord wants us to prophesy. Men and women can prophesy. Young people can prophesy. Listen, if you really want a good word, go down to children's ministry. Ask the kids. Tell you, what is God saying about me? Oh, I'm telling you what. They'll prophesy over you. In fact, they just taught them about that a couple weeks ago. Allow your kids to prophesy over you. Get your family together and say, let's, say what, let's see what God is saying to us right now. So pr- prophecy is speaking what God is saying right now. And I want to encourage you to seek God for that fresh anointing, that fresh gifting, and ask the Lord to give you a word for yourself, for your family, for your kids, for, for your friends. For, God, use me. I desire spiritual gifts, especially that I may prophesy. Amen? So you guys ready? You guys ready to prophesy? Let's have the worship team come on up. So this is what I want you to do. I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to prophesy to yourself. Right? I want you to receive a word from the Lord for yourself. Okay? And so I want you to put your hand on your, on your, on your heart. Right now, everybody in here. I want you to bow your heads. Let's just close our eyes. I'm going to pray for you. And then I'm going to lead you in this, okay? So, Father, right now, we just ask right now, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, use us. Speak to us right now. Father, your word talks about prophecy. It's the spirit of the testimony of Jesus. And I just pray right now, God, give us your word. Give us your testimony. Give us what you are speaking to us right now in Jesus' name. So, Father, right now, I just pray for everyone in here that we will hear your voice right now and speak it out. What are you saying to me? Right now, in Jesus' name. So ask the Lord, give me a word about myself. Give me a word. It could be very simple. I know we all have many voices in our head, but one is God. What is he saying to you right now? What is he, maybe saying something about your situation. Maybe about your family. Maybe he's speaking to you about, maybe he's telling you what to do. Maybe he's just telling I love you. What is he saying to you right now? So, Father, we receive that. We receive your word. 
Thank you, Father. We love you, Jesus. Speak to us right now. Father, use us as we learn your voice, as we follow you. Use us in this gift of prophecy for ourselves, for our family, our church body, and even the lost. Use us, God, right now in Jesus' name. You received a word. I'm not going to call on you, but just raise your hand. You, you, God gave you something about you, okay? Keep on. If you didn't receive that, he's going to speak to you. Just listen and write it down. What comes to your mind? It's not hard. Don't make it hard. He doesn't have to have a whole book for you right now. Just whatever comes to mind. Well, that's not me, Sean. Well, does it line up with the word of God? Yeah, then it probably might not have been you. It's God. It's His Word. If it lines up to the Word of God, well, Sean, He just told me that He loves me and He's going to care for me. Well, that's a good word. Receive it by faith. He loves you and He's going to care for you. Receive that by faith. God loves me. He's going to care for me. Keep on speaking that God, that God loves me. Speak those words out over and over. He's going to care for me. You have to speak those words out. Speak them by faith. Honor the word of God. Honor the voice of God. God, I, I treasure your word. I honor your word. Thank you, God. For even saying my name. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. And we bless you right now in Jesus' name for speaking to us this gift of prophecy. That God use us in this, not just with ourselves or our close family, but with everyone else, Lord. Help us have words in season right now. In Jesus' name, amen.